they just turn it off. They can't sit with it. No, no, they just go plus 10, plus 10, plus 10, plus 10. What's plus 10? I'm like, what are you doing? They just fast forward. Oh, 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 okay. They fast forward 10 seconds to wait to try to get through the the un- uncomfortable part of the, the whatever they're watching. Sure, yeah. Like, well, it's meant to make you uncomfortable if you're going to feel uncomfortable. It's meant to help you grow as a human. <laughs> it's meant to either grow as a human or feel something that the, the characters are feeling. And if you just if you just plus you can't plus ten through life, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta sit there and sit in it. The minute you're uncomfortable in real life, you're just gonna shout down the dean and then like make him resign. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question: Will you see it? Ted, welcome to episode 218, and this might be the final countdown. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we'll we'll, we'll jump ahead in a little bit here. So uh, we had two weeks off. You had some birthday stuff and yep, family birthday. stuff, and I have right. some birthday stuff coming this weekend. Awesome. So before you talk about that and I talk about mine and your week and this week and that week, how about we do beer? Beer it up, my friend. You go. Beer it up. Okay, I go. Uh, Hetty Topper. Okay. So the alchemist from Vermont, and I was reading the back of the can. It's I'm not going to read it, but it goes on for quite a while. But it says, <laughs> drink from the can. Okay. And he goes on. It's like, I don't know, about four paragraphs of why you need to drink oh from my the God. can. I know. Uh, one of the things he says, I wish I could crawl right into the can. <laughs> Uh, more or less, to give the long story longer, he says if you pour it, it might make a fun aroma, but you let all the hop mm. flavor go, and they try to contain it in the can. Wow. Call bull, I'm going to decant. <laughs> you call bull on it after his four-paragraph Unibomber style? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow, that was a blast of... Take take a sip. Take take a sip from the can before you do it. Okay, once. Okay, okay. You're right. You're right. I'll do that. You're right. To do a little, Do a little mix. There we go. Okay. 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 It's good. Mm-hmm. Now. Yummy. Yummy. <laughs> but now you decant, so to speak. I'm going to decant. In one of your proper I can glasses. decant. <laughs> All right. I'll let that head go down. Uh, I poured it a little bit vigorous. So what do you have? What do you have? Oh, and by the way, this is 8%. Okay. Well done. ABV one pint. So one pint can. A little hazy. Oh, eight eight percent. We tied today. Oh. Eight percent even. Yeah, I avoided the big beers. <laughs> I didn't need to be, you know, I didn't need too much before a rough weekend. Okay, good. Uh th- my, what, what I have today is called Jolly Pumpkin Artisan Ales. Jolly Pumpkin. It's called Oro. Have you heard of Oro before? O R O? I heard of Oreos. No. <laughs> there's no E, so it's just Oro. Oh, okay. It says Wild Artisan Golden Ale. Like Aura Ring or something, or <laughs> I don't know, just Oro. Oro, O R O, O R O, and it says spicy and peppery with a gentle hot bouquet, and the beguiling influence of wild yeast. Ooh, beguiling! The beguiling <laughs> influence of wild yeast. It is. It is oak aged. And can conditioned. Wow, yours actually sounds really good. Right, right? Yeah, let's see. Yeah. I mean, mine's, I think, your standard. I mean, it's from Vermont, so I think it's your standard New England IPA that has that haze to it. So so I went to get this at uh, my handy market, you know, and, and Mark is there. <laughs> and one of the rare times I went to handy market with Anne, we we're, we we're shopping for some for some of her uh, dinner dinner needs where's the wine aisle <laughs> so she needed frozen peas and she sent me off to go get frozen peas and i found mark and i was like mark that quadruple <laughs> that quadruple ipa that you had was phenomenal uh you know i would love to get some and you know share some with jimmy and with frank and you know like a four pack right and he's out of- <laughs> and he's and he's like i'm out i'm out it was quick man it was quick i'm glad you got it when you got it right and Anne walks down the aisle and I was like, Anne, this is Mark. You know, he's, you know, he, he, he basically, he, he owns a place. And, uh, I was like, he's, he helps us with our beers. And, uh, and she's like, are you getting the peas? 
And he looked at me and I looked at him and he was like, busted. And I said, no, 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 Mark, you were helping me with peas. And he goes, oh, yeah, top corner of the store at the front corner. So he was like <laughs> helping cover for the for the peas. You got a hey, hey. mm, that is tasty. I bet it is. It is tasty. It's a wild yeast as well. Wild yeast. It's it's like a. It's like a saison, but okay, but but hard, but like hard, like a hard saison. Like saisons are usually light. This is like a really hop forward saison. Oh, a, I was thinking almost like a bourbon saison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got, it's got, it's very. This is very wow, complex. That sounds complex. Yeah, very complex. It's 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 going all over the place. And I love this. Look at the little hashtag doing too much. <laughs> hashtag doing a lot. It is. <laughs> it, it is. It is just right. And look, it's got like a. Yeah, I like that. It has the the perfect glass that you need to be drinking from. Right, right. And then it has like an arm reaching out of the, the ocean with like an octopus and all kinds of craziness cool. going on there. But it is tasty. How, so how did yours taste per per decanting and after decanting? You know, I, I think decanting is the proper way to go because you get your nose in it. Right, right. It was almost like when I drank it from the can, it was like, okay, nothing, nothing, nothing. Boom, flavor. Surprise. <laughs> because... The, the can opposite of the pore hole. Right. That's I don't know what you call it, but <laughs> like my that's where your nose sits. So you get no you get no uh, aroma. Right. And and I think my can says it says it best. It calls it a bouquet. A bouquet. And it is that bouquet. That Absolutely. Is, it is a hop, a gentle hop bouquet. So as you lift the, the, the glass to your face, to your nose, you catch a little whiff of that bouquet. And then the taste of the wild hops and the finish of the oak. Ah, oh, this is like, it's doing a lot. Man, I'm so jealous. It's doing a lot, but each one of the, it is so well segmented. Normally it's like we talk about balance. Right. But this has such distinct steps through the flavoring and, and through the enjoyment process <laughs> that you just, you enjoy it as you pull it to your face. You enjoy the beginning, the top of the sip. And then it changes as it's going through its stuff. I'm very, I'm very excited to have this warm. Well, like your, your, your the taste buds in your tongue have like sweet and bitter and umami. And there's various yeah. like stages of, of flavor that your tongue can go through, right? Depending on where the, the food, the drink, whatever you have lands on your palate. Right. And I can only imagine how good that is as it flows across the palate. It's got to be amazing. It is, it is, it is amazing. It's, you know, and, and I always, you know, we do a lot of IPAs. We do a lot of what porter, we IPAs, porters, and stouts. A lot of IPAs and stouts, really. And then, and then somewhere porters are mixed in. Yeah. Right, right. And but this is, I mean, just a gold. This golden ale. Mm. I bet. I bet. Amazing. And it's and it's. Uh, what brewery is it from? Oh, it's uh, so Jolly Pumpkin Artisan Ales is the brewery, and it look it's out of Dexter, Michigan. Mi is Michigan, right? Mi Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Mi Michigan, like crazy. Like how did he? How did how did Mark find the? He's he's a he's a beer savant. This is this Mark guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's how it is where I go too in solving. I mean, like th this one's out of Vermont. Oh yeah, you know, and you can see there like the uh, the Bible <laughs> the guy wrote on the back of the can. I mean, it's like you know, so I'm not going to read it. We'll be he's here all afternoon. He's Luther with his uh, feces on the door of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the exactly. But but yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think, and especially when you look at tulip glasses and so on, they have the the way they're bulbed and the flare and all that stuff. I mean, they're designed that as you're pouring, the displacement of the fluid is wafting up the bouquet of hop aroma uh. and everything that you're talking about. Yeah, you can't drink it out of the can. You have to pour. You have to pour decant and then drink from you know some sort of a proper glass oh it's wild it's awesome and uh th this here's my dogfish head glass but i figure okay dogfish head is i believe out of maryland there's no there's somewhere that back that way uh-huh and uh, vermont's close enough so i got dogfish <laughs> head. 
<laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So with uh, a couple of awesome beers for tonight, uh, how was your week or well, a couple of weeks? We missed last week because you had some family birthday stuff going. And uh, yeah, we had Audrey's birthday weekend, which we which we celebrate at Disneyland. Nice. It was it was an eventful weekend. Um, Bryce had his uh, fall dance. Um, so he had a dance on Friday night at the school take a date he did not take a date okay he kind of you know well we won't put it out here too much but he does he does uh he has a lot of friends <laughs> have we talked on the on the podcast about riz have you heard of riz riz no i never heard of riz oh my god you're you you're a high school counselor tell your kids talk, talk to your kids about riz get rizzed up Riz is all is what we used to call. Oh, Riz isn't a friend. No, no. R R R is it R I Z R E Z? So Riz is just game. You know how you and I would say, "Oh, he got game. I got game." You know, with the ladies. Yeah, yeah. Riz is the new game. Riz. So, so when men, when when boys say they have Riz, it means they can they can get girls. Oh, okay, okay. So that's Bryce's thing. He's like, ah, you know, he's got, he thinks that he has a riz. So, so he, he has a lot of friends. He has a big personality, so I can (laughs) see that. It's true. He he, he has charisma. Oh, I get it. Riz, Kariz, charisma, Rizma, Riz. Okay, I see where they going. Yeah, charisma. Maybe. That, yeah, that sounds good. Oh, you're good job. Good job. You found. You're I, like I a linguist. Code. You're I a linguist. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Friday night, but then on Saturday we were gonna go to Disneyland. Okay. And spend the whole day at Disneyland. You know, that was that's Audrey's thing. That's what we let the kids do on on their birthdays. And he wanted, she wanted to bring her boyfriend. But typically, we get up and we like to get there for uh, open for. Uh, they call it rope drop. Don't don't call it open. Let's be professional. <laughs> at Disneyland, it's called rope drop. Yeah, you get at least the first hour and a half like line free when you do it that way. Yeah, you know, there's lines, but there's the, you know, it's only hardcore people in there. So I mean, we did that when we went. But you were at a hotel. We were in a hotel. So you get you get what's called the magic hour where they uh, they they open it to you an hour before they open it to the public. Oh, is that what that was? Oh man, there was like nobody there. Yeah, that's why you feel like there's 90 minutes there's nobody there because only hotel guests. They have to plus out the fact that you're paying for this hotel room. Yeah. I mean, we ran the we we were on like eight rides before anybody <laughs> walked in the place. It was amazing. So that's great. Yeah, that's oh, that's great. The, yeah. That's the plus for doing the hotel. Uh, but we just like to go there for rope drop, the regular rope drop, and just kind of make our way from the back. You start at the back, and then you come forward. That's kind of like the professional way to do it. <laughs> professional way. But she wanted to bring her boyfriend, <laughs> and when when you bring your when when she brought her boyfriend, we we're like, all right, we'll just stop in Burbank and pick him up, but then we'll have to get up a little bit earlier. And they were hanging out while Bryce was at his thing, so maybe he just spends the night. <laughs> <laughs> at our house on whoa, Friday night. Whoa. So we 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 gussied up uh, my office out here, the guest house, so he could spend the night out here. Sorry, and- son, there's no heat. <laughs> you know? Oh no, the heat the heat works. The heat works. It's oh, just okay. loud. Okay. It's loud, so I don't I don't put it on while we podcast. Yeah, yeah. But the heat the heat was pumping. You know, he's a young kid. He didn't need a lot of heat. Sure. <laughs> but Anne was like uh, tossing and turning all night. She was like, I'm gonna sleep on the sofa i was like okay <laughs> she wanted- why did she think someone's gonna break in and kidnap him or something no 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 she didn't want them doing a you know middle of the night rendezvous oh, <laughs> oh i gotcha i had yeah i i i, I didn't really want to ask that but sure so uh you know audrey was really upset that we would think that of her like oh you don't trust me like daddy like, no, no. how dare you <laughs> And I'm just like, no, it has nothing to do with trust. It's like, you know, it's just legit. I was like, a teenager once, too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so, but it was great. It it it, it was a uh, it was a fun weekend. He he, where there was no incident that night. Um, and then what was it? The next night on Saturday night, we were ha- we we were hanging out, and they we started a movie, and Anne was like, you have to take him home. And I'm like, uh, it's kind of late. <laughs> I spent all day at Disneyland. I'm kind of tired. 
you know, what's another night? You know what I mean? So, sure, yeah. So we put him up for another night. Clear and his with parents his were mom. fine with it, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, we, we were, you know, Ann and, Ann and his mom are very tight. So okay, good. They were, yeah. they were chatting the whole time and everything was cool. So that was the weekend, a lot of that. And then uh, it's, it's Valentine's. So we were going to do something for Valentine's. And then... I found out that my favorite, our favorite restaurant in San Francisco is having their first annual crab fest. Okay. So they're having a crab fest, not tomorrow, but Sunday, Sunday of President's Day weekend. So this is going to come out after that, but we're heading up there for the weekend um, on, on Saturday night, tomorrow night. And oh, we'll very be there exciting. For a couple of days. Nice. Uh, but that's upcoming. And the kids are off Monday? Kids are off Monday. Yeah, so you got time. Were you off last Monday and this Monday? Yes. Yeah, both. Okay. Well, tell tell me about your time. You know, I threw my back on. I tweaked my lower back. Oh, when? So it's it's Monday. Got the day off. Okay. And uh, I figure what better to do on a day off than clean toilets. <laughs> By the time I get halfway done with the third toilet, because we got three bathrooms in the house. By the time I get done with the third toilet, man, it's like, what? My back's done. <laughs> oh, I can't stand up straight. Yeah, it just spasmed and locked up, and I was Ugh. done. I've been, I'm, I'm pretty good today. It's been pretty okay. It's been pretty rough all week. Couldn't really do a whole lot, you know. Sometimes, you know, walking would help loosen it, uh, loosen it up and everything. But I said, Tim, I'm almost done in there. Just take, <laughs> here's the gloves. Just will you finish wiping up for me and clean it up. So he, he did a bang up job. He got it all cleaned. Oh, great. Great. And uh, the day prior on, on Sunday, mm-hmm. Super Bowl Sunday, actually. Oh, that's right. Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh, I brewed two batches in one day. First time I ever did that. Wow. Long ass day, man. <laughs> I saw your setup. You sent us your setup. Yeah. So I could do two batches. So I, I, I did one and I was done at like 11. I got up early, right? I'm like, uh-huh. Dude, it's 11. I got my first beer done. I don't know. I started like seven in the morning or something or maybe earlier than that. And I'm like, I can't believe it. I'm already finished with the first beer. I'm going to do the second one because I, I, <laughs> I, I had a couple of recipes. I'm going to do the second one. So by the time the second one was done, it was like five o'clock or something. And Clarissa had to work that day. And uh. and uh, so she rolls up. I'm clean. I'm finished, cleaned up and everything. And and, uh, and then I took that picture of the of the stuff in the in the closet right the 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 two fermenters but yeah so one is a sweet stout okay uh with lactose and the other one is a double ipa uh i'm estimating probably about a 12 percent ipa okay and about an 11 percent stout Oh, not messing around with these. No, no. I go big when I brew because I could buy that 5% stuff all day long. (laughs) Or you could buy the 8%ers like we did tonight. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, like I could go to the the store. I could get the 9% uh, Voodoo Ranger Imperial Stout, you know. That's right. That's right. you know, 15 bucks for a 12 pack or something. It's like, I could do that all day. I, I want to brew like what I want to brew. Right. Uh, I still have a recipe for a triple, a Belgian triple. Okay. So I'm probably going to do that here in a couple. I have to, cause I, I can only do two beers. So I have to wait for one of them to be. You only have enough equipment. Yeah, uh, right. Exactly. So once one's done, I'll get it. I'll get it. Uh, and then we're going to be heading to Solving here um, in two weeks. Okay. We have some wine pickups. We're going to go get some birthday beer in the back room and I'm going to get a couple more recipes and nice. uh, I'm just in a, I'm just been a brewing fool. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, other than that, you know, Tim's birthday is Sunday. Okay. And he's about to enter double digits. Wow. So he's going to be the big one. Oh, <laughs> you know, one day, you know, he was kind of like sulking and kind of mulling about the house. And I said, Tim, what's the matter, buddy? You okay? And he just looks at me, goes, dad, I'm never going to be in, in single digits again. <laughs> I said, oh, I get it, kiddo. You know, like he's kind of just like thinking about how he's getting older and time passing. The march of time. The march of time. It just right. marches on. And I told him, I said, you know, but fortunately, 
you know, you're going to have a long time in the double digits. Yep. And really, if you're fortunate, you know, let's hope you hit some triple digits. Especially now nowadays, it feels like, you know, people are going to be, you know, our, our kids are going to be, you know, getting a lot older, uh, hopefully a lot healthier. Yeah. 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 He's a healthy kid. He eats healthy. He gets a lot of exercise. So I have no doubt. But it's just it's just cute to see, like, you know, just kind of that sentimental, like, oh, time's passing, and, <laughs> you know, and he's like, where is it all gone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a fourth grader, you know, it's just I love it, though. But at the same time, I, I can empathize because I used to be that way. And then it's like you get to a point in life when you're so old, you know, like, yeah, I don't I don't know where that is. Like, maybe it's 35, maybe it's 45 or somewhere in between. But like I turned 50, I was just like, ah, fuck it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> His his sentiment reminds me of the uh, opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> The, at the cemetery? At the cemetery where he's like standing over the, the graves and he goes, was my life worth it? <laughs> did right. I, did, did me living, was it worth all those men's lives? <laughs> right. And Tim's like, I don't know. I'm in the fourth grade. Has it been worth it? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, and then uh, one last thing. I'm in the. Okay. I'm about halfway through that book you recommended. Oh, okay. The Coddling of the American Mind, or whatever it's called. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think you know just my brief take on it so far. Okay. Is, All right. I think it takes to the extreme. Like they they use extreme examples. Right. Of I think one was like Yale, and they're like they're shouting down some professor because right. Like I don't know. It's one of those things where like if you put the in front of French, like you're calling out the French <laughs> as inferior or something, you know, and and whatever it is, right? Like right. So it's like this extreme case of where and these people like lose their jobs and resign because of it, you know, and yeah. So okay, sure, I get these extreme cases, and I get how things are just like complete ludicrous to drive the point of the book home but sadly though you see these things play out in way less ludicrous ways yeah you know i mean i think just in the day-to-day -day, very subtle things that people take offense to oh yeah just a quick example you know i'm talking you know we're, we're shooting emails back and forth about like a student uh -huh. and this teacher's like well they're doing this and they this and they're doing this. and i'm like wait how many kids are we talking about here right right oh no it's just the one kid i'm like well <laughs> they is plural they they identify they them no they identify they them right and i'm thinking <laughs> to myself and i know who the kid is right and the kid's like as dude as dude could be like if you called him a, 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 a if you if you used male pronouns uh -huh. he would never be offended uh-huh uh-huh and i'm just like why are you walking on eggshells around this kid he's like maga man or something you know and i'm just like whatever it's just but it's just these little subtleties throughout the day that just like you roll your eyes at you know and he he's trolling the libs by calling himself they them oh yeah that's what he's doing he He's totally doing it. I, yeah. I, uh, yeah. No, I, I, to, I, I just can't, I don't, you know, we're, you and I, we're, we're of an, we're of an age now where the ridiculousness of youth in parts is probably lost on us a little bit, but to this, to the same point, you know what I mean? It is a little more ridiculous than I ever remembered it, you know? But but maybe we were ridiculous and our, our elders thought, oh, my God, can you imagine? And we had, like, a, a friend debate over texting a few oh, weeks yes. ago, right, about uh, the closing of Splash Mountain and such. Right. And, you know, and, and I don't I, – I hope you didn't take offense to anything. I, I mean, I, I – I did not. Yeah. I did not. And I, you know, I think the thing is, though, ultimately, when you look at that kind of stuff and the, the 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 position that I was more or less taking was you can't necessarily judge 
80 years ago or whatever, 40 or 75 years ago, whatever it is, based on today's standards. Right. So in other words, like we have different values today. And I think those different values are, are validated. But you can't put someone in judgment of how things were 100 years ago based on today's standards. Right. You know, and, and I don't know. It's just it is what it is. And we just have to move forward. Exactly. And I, and the thing about you and I and and and, and Clarissa chatting about that in our group chat and having the the discussion from different viewpoints is just that it's like we can have a discussion we don't have to agree yeah we don't hate each other because of it <laughs> right we don't we don't we don't have to we don't have to come to consensus you know what i mean we don't have to convince each other that there's a right or a wrong answer to it but we can convey our our point of view and the other person can listen and 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 take it or leave it or or say oh this this is an interesting part I'll I accept this part I right. I like that that I that sentiment that idea and the other stuff eh, maybe not whatever no, it's not personal you know even though it's a very personal conversation but it's not we can agree to disagree I I think the thing is like. We're talking about whatever, I mean, fill in the blank topic. I mean, the topic's kind of irrelevant, but we're not doing ad hominem attacks where it's like, Ted, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're not doing that kind of stuff. Right. You know, we're sticking to the topic at hand and just putting out a viewpoint and you could agree or not agree. Like, you know, one example, too, when the when the high school changed all the one holers, you know, bathrooms (laughs) and it used to be like one said women. And the other one holder said, man, they were like the staff bathroom. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they put on their all gender bathroom. Yes. OK, sure. I don't care. All gender bathroom. Well, like, you know, half the parents and half the staff and everybody loses their mind. And why do they got to make a political and all this stuff? Right. By calling it a gender bathroom or, or all gender, whatever. And in some regard, I agree. It's just like they do in Europe. Just call it water closet. <laughs> exactly. It's you a know, toilet. It, it's a toilet. Just call it toilet. <laughs> like by default, it's all gender because it's a one holer. Right, right, right. You know, like that's the kind like sometimes it's like, eh, are they saying it that way for a political dig? You know, like whoever makes that decision or like what is the are they trying to be inclusive i don't know the answer but it's like it's just a freaking place to take a dump <laughs> why do you have to politicize it it's a sensitivity pendulum right right and and it has swung uh, to a place where and and to me the, the the biggest point of the book is and and this is the same point that that jordan that jordan peterson makes it if if i'm my ideas cannot hurt you. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I have ideas and you disagree with them, that's okay. My ideas that you disagree with are not harming you if they're making you feel uncomfortable. Right. You know what I mean? And and uh, apparent so the college used to be a crucible and now it's become this coddling place, you know what I mean? <laughs> and where people used to go to harden and to to make the case to have a conversation, have arguments where there's points of view and there there's right and wrong and gray areas, lots of gray areas, and you debate your position. But college has moved away from that, that if you don't agree with everything that the other person's saying, then that person discredits everything that you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, if we disagree on one point, then we can't agree on any points. And that's just not the way humanity should work. Right. And I think, you know, just to kind of drive a nail in this before we move on, I think, you know, as as a, a school psychologist and one who does counseling and that kind of stuff, I think when you have topics like this, you know, and somebody, you know, like a microaggression oh yeah you know whatever that is i think it says a lot about the baggage that the offended person is carrying right to say like here's the things that have happened in my life that i can't get past because somebody somewhere called me a name or called me or 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 i don't know like 
denied me something and I'm still hung up on that thing. And this little thing that somebody did that they may not even recognize they did. Now I have to attack them and cause them to like lose their job over it. I, I think there the the other case is the fact that they there are actual proper use cases for microaggression and PTSD and all of the above. But it was weaponized by the this group that kind of just used it as a way to quote air quotes win arguments. You know what I mean? So it's like we, if we can't win arguments, then we're going to we're going to make it so that we will never lose an argument. You know what I mean? So so yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you're halfway through it. Uh, one of my favorite things is the is the cave at the beginning with the guy. That was good. Was just like, I'm I like, was just wait like, a minute. He's, I, I, you know, I kind of didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming either. And I'm like, so. wait, so the guy has an American a- accent? <laughs> And and on the audiobook it's 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 even better because he's guy's in like, like a lounge chair, out. like hanging <laughs> yeah. out in a cave. Like yeah, it was pretty yeah, funny. It's it was great. It's funny. great. So yeah. So if you get the book, just make sure you get that first it's a, the preface of the first chapter or something, but it's it's a good one. Yeah, it was it was well worth it. Um yeah, so anyway, yeah, I'm about halfway through. Uh it's not a long book, it's like two hundred and eighty pages or something or seventy pages. I'm glad you found it in the library. That's that's an awesome find. Yeah, I went to the library and uh, well, I, you know, they have like the app, Black Gold app, and I get yeah. on there and I said, Oh, here's the book and they said, uh, well, it's checked out, you know, but you're next in line. So I put my name in and it was like a week later I had it. So awesome. All right, man, let's jump into our first trailer. OK, uh, we have two tonight. So let's start with the flash. OK, this is a Super Bowl trailer that they did a little clippy clip that they do now on the Super Bowl because now it costs seven million dollars for 30 seconds. <laughs> so if you can put a 15 second trailer up uh, trailer teaser and say the full trailer's on uh, the Internet. Go find it. Yeah, and the um, boys liked it because it brings out all of like you know Batman. Okay. Okay. Wait. Let me let me say this though. So Batman, Zod, Supergirl, et al. Right. Right. So here's my thing. Why is it Superman, but it's not Superwoman? Because <laughs> there's is there a Superboy? I don't know. I think I think there might well, be a Superboy. I think it's because of Wonder Woman. I think you know you encroach on Wonder Woman with superwoman then it's like oh if they're two women you know which woman <laughs> which woman are we talking about they're both yeah. super <laughs> they're both super hot <laughs> yeah it looks great though i mean i like it we're about i mean well i I'm, i check in and out i don't even watch all the episodes anymore but i think the family as a whole i think uh-huh. we're around season seven of the netflix flash okay I was probably in solid until season four, and then I had to bow out. It was just too much. <laughs> um, and every now and again, I'll sit down for an episode, but I think the boys and Clarissa are still chugging along. Okay. All right. So it's a different Barry. Yes. And this is this this is the Barry with problems. This is <laughs> this is the problematic Barry in real life. <laughs> oh, this is the Barry. I thought it was the other Barry. No, this is the Barry that has problems, and they shelve this they shelf this movie because of it. Oh, I he's thought like it was spitting TV on people Barry. at bars and stuff. No, no, it's this Barry, this Ezra. Because you brought that up before. Yeah, so they shelve this one, and now, like after seeing this trailer, I just I'm like, this is. This is the DC that you want to see. This is the this is the Batman multiverse kind of thing where right. you pull out all the stops. You get Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck. I think even uh, they're all. I in didn't it. see Chris, Christian Bale, but I think Christian Bale's even in it. So, so I'm I'm super excited to see all the Batmen uh, in in Batman. this uh, DC multiverse. And you know, it it just feels like uh, can we just like get over canceling things that hundreds of people worked on because you know the main guy needs supposedly needs to get canceled well and they have two of the main guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was the guy bad they have in there twice it was the guy it was the ezra from the other universe that was actually bad that's why (laughs) we could just move forward with this but but yeah no i think 
we are at a new place where we're getting into the uh the james gunn dc universe or whatever it's called the dc multiverse or whatever he's calling it right and this is not part of his his beginnings of the universe that he's creating to as he's dubbed the 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 kevin feige of of dc but i but i do like it as a demarcation where it feels like dc has a chance to kind of right their ship with this with this tentpole and and you know it's kind of weird to me to hang it on the flash you know it's <laughs> when you have super men and <laughs> supergirl and all these batmen it's like to have the flash be the one holding it together i don't know i've never thought of him as like this leading man kind of thing but he's gonna you know it's, it's a lot to put on his shoulders so we'll see yeah you kind of got to the point where you're reading my notes again a little bit okay okay good i'm glad we're back in sync here yeah <laughs> so i was gonna ask you about that and is it that flash can't carry a movie on his own or why is it that they're bringing in all these other dc characters to help prop up and carry flash through this movie because when you watch Batman movies, you know, Superman most often is not there or Aquaman and stuff. They're not all in a Batman movie unless it's specifically uh, the DC. What, is, what do they call it? The uh, Justice League. Oh, the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. The Justice League makes sense because it's kind of like the Avengers, right? Right. Like you're going to bring them all in. But if it's an Iron Man movie, it's Iron Man that doesn't have all the other guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like jumping to the middle when we when you think about um, Captain America Civil War. Captain America Civil War is technically a Captain America movie, but it's it's as much of an Avengers movie as any of them. You know what I mean? And it's and it's one of the best. So I feel like if this is jumping to the place where, you know, we're calling it the Flash, but we're just we're we're acknowledging that he's not in in the world alone. And I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, the Deadpool movies kind of make light of it and play play fast and loose tongue in cheek with like the X-Men not showing up or only the specific X-Men showing up and never the main character showing up. Right. So I think that's the funny part of the cinematic um storytelling that's in an arc like this in a in a universe unto itself so it it has a lot it has a lot to fill it you know this three minute trailer does so much it has it's like doing so much work it is a busy trailer yeah (laughs) it's doing so much work that i just i watched it twice and i'm like i'm not it's introducing all kinds of characters. I'm not going to slow it down, but may, you know, but it it you could do uh you could fill a college, you know, class on on what's what's in this trailer. Oh, this trailer <laughs> if you went frame by frame, like you're talking hours worth of coverage. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> we don't do that. We'd rather talk about our beers. My beer by the way, just because it's so good. It is it is uh it is mellowing and it is it is sharpening as it as it warms up. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. I, I, I wish I had that beer. <laughs> I mean, my beer's good, but that beer just sounds amazing. <laughs> this is being released to the theaters only. Yeah. Uh, my opinion, I'm probably going to wait for the HBO release. Uh-huh. HBO Max, yeah. Because it'll, it'll, it'll come. Yeah, it'll come to HBO Max. Um, I'll probably wait for that. Yeah, I mean, like most other kind of movies like this. I'm not. I mean, it's we're going to watch it. It's right in our wheelhouse. Yeah. And I know the boys will want to be into it and stuff because they get into all the superhero stuff. And we're we're big. We're big theater guys now. We're we're back in the theaters. Good. We're prob we're probably going to see uh, Ant-Man and Quantumania either this this weekend. This weekend's kind of packed with going up to San Francisco. So we'll probably see it either this. Maybe you'll watch it in San Francisco. <laughs> Maybe we'll watch it on Tuesday night when it's five dollars each. You know, perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we're going to watch it within the next within the next couple of weeks. Nice, very cool. All right, let's get to one on Apple TV Plus. Uh huh. So coming straight to streaming, it looks like, and this is a movie. I'm assuming it looks like a movie. It looks like a movie. Yeah. And they rated it R like a movie, and yeah, okay, then it's a movie. Yeah, let's just say it's a movie. <laughs> it starts as a sleeper, like kind of. Why do I want to watch a video game develop? Like it almost like 
at first blush, you think it's like a, a, a documentary. Right. Okay. You know, Tetris. Uh-huh. Right. So you think like, oh, it's how they made Tetris. Big deal. But then you get into like the 80s cloak and dagger. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was beautiful. It finishes so strong. Like, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. This looks amazing. This looks awesome. Um, the one critique I have on the trailer, though, is it's the worst of the trailer to the trailers. Oh, yes. It is so bad. They do the trailer to the trailer, like, you know, little what one-liners. And then the, the trailer starts. And they immediately do the trailer to the trailer. There, there is a there is a repetition within the body of the trailer that, in and of itself, is is a trailer trope. But then, when they layer it as the trailer of a trailer, and then they repeat the word again in the same exact, it's it is it is a it it's is a jarring. jarring. <laughs> <laughs> Good word. It, it is, is a, though. It is. And jarring in the worst way possible. Not not like a jarring like I would want to watch that. It was jarring like, all right, you're gonna have to win me back over in the next two minutes. Yeah. I mean, the start of the trailer was pretty bad. Yeah. But you know, our job is to stick with it and watch it through <laughs> to the end. Where a lot of people might click out, right? Yeah. What I would say though is I would say no, stick with it. It 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 becomes a solid trailer. It really does. Uh-huh. Uh it really makes me want to see it. I th- like I said, the cloak and dagger 1980s like Soviet Cold War thing of him trying to get the licensing and yeah. rights to the to the game. I mean, it just looks so good. And he's in peril and he's in he's in positions and and situations where like beat the know. daylights out of them <laughs> and and to me it has it's like my beer it has all it's multi-layered it has that simple cloak and dagger we're gonna plod through we're gonna give you some thriller moments and then it has the 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 upbeat you know audio of a uh, game of tetris uh, coupled with this cinematic europe Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it also has it also has like the the sound effects from the game. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. When it plays the sound effects of the game, it actually pixelates some of the action in the movie. So if this movie has this cinematic uh, uh, dexterity to go from you know this cloak and dagger, very simple muted tones, and then play into it on top of that where they have pixelated the car accident goes into that pixelated thing i was like oh that's a great shot like you know it it it, sh- it really leaves you wanting to see more of this so it, it it it's another one where i think both of these i'm i'm definitely gonna see yeah the band europe <laughs> with the final countdown and the it's He's in Europe and it's uh-huh. like the fi- I mean, it's just, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think I think I'm more excited about Tetris. OK. All right. Than the Flash. <laughs> I know I was sending you both of these separate from, you know, and and definitely wanted us to do Tetris. But I definitely I definitely want to do Flash. And I was I was piecing together just our, our one on one. And when I sent you the Flash, I could I could feel the disappointment when you said no Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, what are we paying in for? <laughs> uh, All right, man. So, yeah, Tetris, like I said, is coming out. I think it said March 31st on yeah, April TV Plus. <laughs> on April TV Plus. <laughs> Did I say April TV Plus? <laughs> March 31st. Uh, no, April, Apple, March 31st Apple and April 1st and on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, the beer's really good, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So it's good beer, good eight percent. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, (laughs) this is exciting. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a a must watch. Awesome. Uh, So, with that, what have you been watching? I mean, I know we have a lot of stuff. I've been watching a lot of stuff too. So I'll hit the high points when I get to it. But you go first. I will say that. So I was hunting around for a romantic comedy to a romantic, either a rom com or something. Oh, I still haven't seen. Oh, oh, shotgun wedding, shotgun wedding. I still haven't seen shot. Maybe you know, maybe when I get hang up here, we'll, me and the wife will watch shotgun wedding. Check, check it out. It's light. It's it's very light. It's good. It's probably it's probably short. <laughs> um, but I was looking for another one with uh, with Valentine's Day this week, 
And I found one and, you know, we put the kids to bed and I'm like, and Ann and I haven't really been watching a lot together. And I said, I found this thing. It was kind of eclectic. It's Benedict Cumberbatch and it's from last year. It's called The Electric Life of Lewis Wayne. Do you know about Lewis Wayne? I don't know anything about Lewis Wayne. So Lewis Wayne was a contemporary of... He, what's his name? The the guy who did uh, the Time Machine, H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells. So H.G. Wells, uh, I guess H.G. Wells is a little younger than Lewis Wayne, but he's another. So they're both Brits, and Lewis Wayne is known for drawing. He's an illustrator, and he's he's known for drawing cats, and he draws whimsical cats in like this crazy. Uh, two-handed ambidextrous <laughs> manner and and he draws them it's like you know the how they have the dogs playing poker right well he does the same thing with cats wearing glasses walking around on two legs and you know he does all these whimsical cat illustrations so would you say that the average person has probably seen his illustrations when you see the illustrations you'll be like oh those that's what i mean those drawings of cats i've seen those drawings of cats i did not know they were lewis wayne gotcha um, okay but his life was so tragic like he was like the one of seven kids his par- his dad died and it was such a patriarchal society that he was kind of out there trying to hustle a, a living for the family um, but he was turning on jobs because he was so eccentric and he basically falls in love with the governess. Um, and then Claire Foy plays the governess and they, they go off and they have their life together and she gets breast cancer and breast cancer at this time is a death sentence. So immediately, you know, she goes through and basically while she gets a diagnosis, you're basically in hospice for the minute that you get it. And while basically they're living together just to enjoy each other and themselves. And oh, it sounds sad. It's so sad. What year does it take place? Uh, I want to say the turn of the century, but I don't. Okay. It's around that time. Whatever H.G. Wells is. Two turns of the century. <laughs> yeah, two turns of the century ago. They find, they find a cat, and apparently at that time, cats weren't pets. <laughs> you know, they were basically. Oh, wow. Okay. They were just, uh, they would call them mousers. Basically, you would only keep a cat around to catch mice so to have a cat as uh, just a you know a leisurely pet a house pet a house pet it was not done or it was done in private so when he popularized it he became like the president of the house cat society and stuff like that and it was like he and all these people were like thank god we can finally come out of the woodworks and and let people know that we have cats as pets you know it was like a it was a hidden thing oh that's so, so funny it's very strange and then he you know he kind of uses the cat drawings to hopefully break himself out of it but he ends up falling into despair and uh, uh, uh what's the psych psychosis like he has a psychotic break and he they put him in an insane asylum and basically hg wells because hg wells was such a fan of his art and his work he upgraded his his uh his his accommodation so he was in an insane asylum for you know regular gentlemen and hg wells is like oh he's a he's a you know, a master of illustration. He he deserves better than this. So he gets to go to a super posh insane asylum at the end. But just the love story between him and his wife and this whole thing is it's just very well done. And there's a lot of moments where him and his wife are out in the British countryside. And when they're in the countryside, the cinematic experience turns into a painted experience it turns into like an oil painting and just that just that enjoyment of the outdoors the british (laughs) the british countryside and then having it turning into paintings as you're watching this movie it was just like it's a very strange movie and it was so well done and so well acted and it had these great actors in it and i didn't hear anything about this and it came out in 2021 on amazon prime oh i was going to ask a platform so amazon prime there it is amazon prime had no fanfare whatsoever no marketing for it wow it has a trailer to it but that's it and it didn't get pushed out anywhere it was just basically released and left to its own devices why do you think that is i have no idea i think you know Amazon Prime needs a little more marketing, you know, for especially for these kind of titles, you know. I guess they Well, too bad they didn't hire. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So what what have you been watch, watching? I, I've been watching a lot of stuff, but I bet some of the other stuff will will double dip on. Yeah. I mean, a lot of what we've been doing, and actually, I should say, almost all of what we've been doing, uh, we're still in the middle of a lot of different series. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Though we did start a new series, which I think you already saw, is Wednesday on Netflix. Oh yeah, it's great. We loved it. Yeah, we're about halfway through, and okay. So far, so good. I mean, I really like it. And, you know, I know Clarissa does, too. You got to enjoy, like, the twist the Adams family in general puts on things. Uh-huh. Uh, a- a- as an example, when Wednesday says to her mother, oh, mother, your heart is so cold. And the mother says, <laughs> oh, you. Wednesday, that's the, f- the nicest thing you've ever said to me or <laughs> in a long time or whatever. Right, right, right. Th- those little quips and so on are a lot of fun, you know, and we kind of chuckle and chortle at them. <laughs> Servant. Okay. All right. We're not fully caught up with the Legend of Vox Machina, the one on on uh, Amazon Prime. Wait, wait, I have a question for you on Servant. Okay. How far are you on Servant? Are you fully caught up? There was one there was one today. I'm I don't haven't watched today's. No, we're not we're we're not in today either. But you've seen before today. Yes. So the Halloween the Halloween episode. The Halloween the, episode, yeah. Did the Halloween episode feel like filler to you no i think the halloween episode i I think it's gonna depend on what comes after yeah it's a christian maybe it's a crescendo but i think the halloween episode was the turn okay to where i was playing defense now i'm going on offense (laughs) okay okay yeah i got you right i think that's kind of what the halloween episode was but we'll find out i mean i don't know yeah Okay. Um, and then continuing with The Last of Us. Okay. And uh, again, we. T- I think I'm just caught up on that. We talked about uh, 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 what was their name? Frank and. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's look it up. Yeah. What was it? Frank and Steve? Frank and Bob. Bill and Frank. Bill and Frank. Bill and Frank. <laughs> when, I, when I type Bill and Frank in Google, <laughs> the autofill goes. Bill and Frank, Last of Us Gay. <laughs> Last of Us Gay. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, okay. So he finds this guy in a hole. And I mean, I know that it's like probably people listening are like, really? You guys are now covering this? Like, you know, a month later yeah. or whatever. But, you know, hey, we're slow on the uptake. Right. But yeah, you know, and then they're sitting there. And then he starts playing the piano, and it's like yeah. Linda Ronstadt, I believe, is what it was. <laughs> he starts crying, and then they're making out, and you're like, okay, I see where this is going. Right, right. I forget which is which, Bill or Frank, but the non the non Nick Offerman guy <laughs> totally played into his role. Yeah. Nick Offerman just looked really uncomfortable. <laughs> He looked like, I'm here, I'm an actor, I'm going to go through with this because they're paying me, and I don't feel comfortable with it. I'm fine serving Rabbit and Beaujolais, but any of that physical stuff, like, sure, if I got to show my nipples, I will, but yeah, just rubbing on me is not making me feel good <laughs> and you could kind of, like I, I you could totally feel nick offerman's apprehension to the scene yeah but but yeah, don't but maybe that was his gay maga persona yeah it's it's if you're if you're a if you're a maga well i wouldn't say maga if you're a prepper let's say you're just a prepper a prepper multi multi gun owner and this and your whole life has been repressing that. Right. Like if your whole life was repressing that, you're not going to be comfortable. You're not going to let loose on the first. Uh, uh, right. OK, sure. <laughs> I get that. Right. Right. And then so to me, I, I too. But to me, I was like, ugh, you know, like I'm going to I I enjoyed that episode wholeheartedly when when they're in bed together. I was like. I don't know, like the my, and Audrey and Bryce do this all the time, and I hate it so much. They watch something, and if they see something uncomfortable, this is again the coddling of the American mind in 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 in, in cinematic places. They just turn it off. They can't sit with it. No, they just go plus ten, plus ten, plus ten, plus ten. What's plus ten? I'm like, what are you doing? 
they just fast forward. Oh, 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 okay. They fast forward ten seconds to wait to try to get through the the un- uncomfortable part of the the whatever they're watching. Sure, yeah. Like, well, it's meant to make you uncomfortable if you're gonna feel uncomfortable. It's meant to help you grow as a human. <laughs> it's meant to either grow as a human or feel something that the the characters are feeling. And if you just if you just plus you can't plus ten through life. You know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta sit there and sit in it. The minute you're uncomfortable in real life, you're just gonna shout down the dean and then like make him resign. <laughs> Sometimes you have to sit in it and you just have to bear through it. You just have to like bear through it. But I was thinking I agree with that, yeah. I was thinking they took it as far as they could take it without me checking out. Like like if they had gone 15 more seconds on any of that stuff. Dude, I would they pull I out a penis? Out. I don't know where I would <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like, that's, okay. That's I've probably my imagination will take me where it's going to go, but you don't have to, like, show me. Right. Know? Exactly. So, thank you. Yes. As, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but but then every other part of that episode was so perfectly done. Like they, the love that they share is so real. You know? Well, I love how Nick Offerman's out there, like, you know, in the middle of the street with a long gun, like picking off dudes. <laughs> and he's like, get back in the house. <laughs> like as if the guy, as if the other dude's not capable of coming out and fighting too. Right. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. But no, it was great though. But what did I say to you? I said uh, validating gay MAGA prepper since 2003. <laughs> oh. But okay, sure. I'll take away the, the MAGA side of it. But you know, right, whatever. right, right. We, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's it was pretty good, though. I really enjoyed it. And, and I'll tell you, though, man, it's like here comes the fascist government to take everybody away and he's just hiding out you know in the in the basement and it just made me laugh like i it was literally an out loud laugh when he said oh me too me too they're all nazis (laughs) well the ones before this word but the okay these guys are but the ones before they were or whatever he said like that was actually like that was true yeah eventually you know a broken clock is right twice a day <laughs> you know? Have, so you're are you caught up on that pretty much if you you've met kathleen right no so when they rode off into the sunset on the end of that episode that's where we ended that's where you are okay when they get to kansas city you know thank god can't see one the super bowl because <laughs> oh no wait we did see that one the last thing we saw is they were in that room and the dad and, and son caught up with them. Okay, okay, yeah. So Kathleen is is amazing to me. So I haven't read the, – there's a lot of stuff about Fedra. You know, Fedra is like the – The security forces or whatever, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the, the internal forces that kind of crack down on the American citizens during this time of crisis. But it's so funny that Kathleen – becomes this you know is she the negan of this it is it feels like the negan of of this place exactly but 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 it's even but it's even done uh, for me it's done even more pointedly that she's the she's the leader of the rebellion right after you know and her brother was the previous leader and i think you have you have you'll need another episode before we can fully talk about that but basically Fedra's uh fascism or Fedra's pressure of whatever they've they've pushed on has made Kathleen the leader that she is. So she's a reflection of Fedra. You know, her brother is a was a good leader, but her brother didn't didn't make it through Fedra. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fedra Fedra cracked down on the rebellion. And and basically when you crack down a rebellion, the people that you have left over in the rebellion are not the greatest people in the world because you've you've taken out you've killed most of the good people in a rebellion you know and it yeah i mean we learned that in iraq and afghanistan (laughs) exactly (laughs) and and star wars right like star Star wars Wars, star wars you you push down and you push back on something enough and it becomes the new evil you know so I, I, you know, I, I definitely think that this is this is echoing that, and it's it's drawn it in such a way that is definitely. Um, I'm interested to hear about the next episode that you see, but yeah, 
what else have you seen? Did did you watch Velma? Did you you turn it off because it was so awful? <laughs> oh yes, that we did do an episode. We did one episode of Velma, and I I gotta say I I enjoyed the shower scene. <laughs> The, the cartoon shower scene? <laughs> the cartoon shower scene, yeah, the animated uh, <laughs> ladies. Uh, Velma, man, it was just, it was over the top for me. I just, <laughs> I, I might return, I might not. It was, we, you know, I said, ah, oh, Ted was talking about this. He said it didn't get good reviews, but let, let us be the judge. And we watched, and... It's just like extra crass. Uh-huh. It's extra. I don't know. Like, it's just it wasn't very good. It's too too much, too much, too much all the time. Oh, Clarissa liked it. She said, oh, OK, she can keep tell her to keep watching it. Yeah, she can keep watching. If, if, you, if you like it, it's good. I like I watched the whole thing. We're, we're good. <laughs> I won't judge her. How about you? That that, that was about what else it. Did I watch? So, yeah, I we. Oh, I watched this great documentary. I'm I'm in the middle of this documentary, and apparently this guy, it's on YouTube, and it's called Defunct. The, so the YouTube channel is called Defunct Land. Defunct Land. Defunct Land. I lo- I, dude, I do so much YouTube that I'll, I'll, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> but he does full-length uh, full documentaries, and the thing that I'm in the middle of right now is called Disney's Fast Pass, A Complicated History. Okay. And just if if you've ever stood in a line at Disneyland or Disney World, this is uh this is Oh, it's a dis it looks like it's a Disney thing. It's a Disney thing. It has that fake D. He he's a big Disney fan. Right. Um one of my friends at work, he he's a fan of his stuff. And uh, because we work at the Disney Channel, <laughs> Paul, you know, called this guy in for a meeting and he came in for a meeting last week. Really? So, <laughs> so Paul was, you know, came to my office. He's like, oh, how did he find out about him? Oh, I don't. I think he's just he's just been a fan from back in the day. From, oh, OK. Of the Disney, of you know, of Disney. And you kind of when if you're a fan of Disney, then you kind of have you, you find stuff like this. So. You know, he basically gave a talk to our creative team about the Disney Channel's theme, you know, which is another documentary that he did a couple months ago. And and like the Fast Pass one, which I'm only halfway through, has 16 million views and it's a year old. But it's 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 amazing. Like, it's really, really well done. I love how the like the banner, the 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 I don't know, the channel banner, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It has like the America Sings Eagle and all that <laughs> stuff. And yeah. Looks good, man. I'll have to check it out. So yeah, that 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 was my discovery for the week. Yeah, on YouTube, one of the things uh that I've that I watched and then I, I had a uh, Clarissa watch, you know, and I read this book, the fourth turning and it's about like how there's different turnings and generations and, uh-huh. but whatever, I'm not going to get into all that, but it's kind of like, what is it? Every 80 years, there's a new turning, a fourth turning. And it's like how we go through cycles as humans and Every fourth turning is a crisis that then leads to a, like an enlightenment on the other side to a better time. You know, if you think about about every 70 to 80 years, like it go they, they go back in their book about like 600 years. But just in the United States history, the fourth turnings would have been the Revolutionary War. Then like 70 years later, it would have been the Civil War. OK. And then 70 years later, it's like World War Two and the Great Depression. Uh-huh. And then seven years later, here we find ourselves. Right. Oh, wow. So we're in it. We're in it. Yeah. So this guy, Peter Zine. He's like a geopolitical strategist, uh-huh. and he's talking about China and Russia and all this kind of stuff, and, and he does these talks and things. And uh, so I follow his YouTube channel. He's non-conspiratorial. It's not like it's okay. Not, it's like he just like he looks at it from like the generation periods, and it's like he's just more. He's pretty data-driven, non-partisan. Doesn't you know? He doesn't care about any of that. He's just saying like, here's what Russia's doing. Here's how we're responding, and you know whatever it is. So just that kind of stuff. And he gives talks on like the collapse of China in the next ten years, and um, one of the things is the Chinese one-child policy has left like they have 1.3 billion people has but it's left uh like 60 percent of their population above age 50 right well when those people die off they don't have anybody left 
you know, because they haven't birthed anyone, you know, and then it's just like he's just looking at it from that perspective. It's like, wow, I never thought of it that way, you know, and it's like it's a it's it's a hollowed out population. Yeah. And Japan, Germany, you know, somewhat of the U.S. are like that. But when you look at Latin America and sub-Saharan Africa, they have like a regular pyramid or regular triangle so right few old people lots of young people germany japan china the united states lots of old people few young people and you know we're upside down and it's like well how are we going to pay for our our, our civilizations and social security <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly you know so you know just that kind of stuff too so like you're watching youtube stuff i'm watching youtube stuff and, yeah <laughs> Anyway, man, why don't we get out of here? Awesome. And before we do, I know you made some co- more some comments, and I see you drinking more beer. That's right. Your, your beer must be just awesome. My beer is awesome. It's very funny now. Now, so in the middle, when I when I when I commented on it, it was at peak, and now at the end, it's thinned out. Okay. It has it has just a bold front end where it hits you really hard with the hoppiness and bitterness. And then the back end that used to be oak and all that other stuff is all gone. Really? So so it's really like you got to, you know, this is the time to have it. And it went through its life stages in, in, in you know, in the air, in the open air. It's almost like the, the bourbon-esque stuff just like boiled off. It just boiled off. It evaporated. And and now you're left with just a nice bitter sour. Good. Bitter sour kind of thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. How how's yours? How's yours finishing? Uh, up? Well, my beer was good. Um, I would say overall, I would say it's a on a positive side of saying it, I would say it's your standard uh, East Coast New England like double IPA or whatever. Dippa, Dippa Imperial. Yeah, but like the East Coast version of it. You know how they're oh, more right. hazy and they yeah, have yeah. the yeah, exactly. I would say it's your standard kind of run of the mill one of those. But I mean that in the most positive sense, right? Like <laughs> right. it was very good. And if you've ever had a really good New England IPA, it fits right in the middle of all those. I wouldn't say it stands out from those, uh-huh. but it definitely is, you know, it has that kind of sweet tartiness, a little bit of the the juiciness to it, you know, that hazy juiciness. But yeah, it was a, it was a great New England IPA. I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. All right, man. Episode 218 is in the can and <laughs> we will see you next week for episode 219. All right. See you next week, my friend. All right, Ted. Later. Have a good one. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.